Blog Talk Radio.
happy Friday afternoon. That was harder to listen to than I thought. I haven't uh, listened to any George Michael since um, a few days ago, and um, that was just a tribute to him. It happens to be my favorite song by George. I know um, a lot in our community are, are grieving over that loss, and um, so uh, the show remembers George Michael today. We send our best to his partner and the rest of his family, and um our, our thoughts are definitely with with his family, uh, friends, and uh, all of you fans out there, myself being one of them. Uh, it's It's been a tough 2016 in the entertainment um, industry, and um, my special co-hosts for today, uh, we're going to be talking about that in the second hour. Um, so you definitely want to tune in for that. And speaking of, my guest co-host today i want to introduce you to brandon huddleston brandon are you there (laughs) hi everyone yep i'm here um now you may not recognize the full name of i don't know if you've had a chance to read who we had coming on the show today but um Brandon, for all you Portlandia fans, like I am, I've been a big fan since season <laughs> one, and uh, Brandon is silent Brandon from Portlandia, and he, I don't know how, I don't know how it happened, I, I, I think it was me screaming Brandon at you on Twitter, is how we, <laughs> and we just kind of uh, connected in the uh, We've been friends for a while now, and um, Brandon has so graciously joined us, and we will be talking more about him and what's going on. He has has a lot of projects coming up, including Portlandia, (laughs) and um, and he's also known as, uh, he's an actor, model, musician, writer, Um, just an overall overall great guy, but in his first hour, he's helping (laughs) co-host. which I appreciate because I've been trying to uh, get some co-hosts on the show, um, you know, whether they're co-hosts or if we find a permanent one, that is fine too. But um, I want to bring on now, um, I feel like I can call you friend now. We've talked so much. And uh, my friend, Rachel, mm-hmm. um, good afternoon. Are you there? I'm here. Hey, everybody. Hi there. Um Rachel is is known more importantly to all of you fiction reader, lesbian fiction readers out there in particular, um, known as Eliza Andrews. And uh, we're going to talk about what she has coming up, about um, this most current book she's put out. And she also does some YA writing, too, under another name. <laughs> and, and we're going to talk about that um, you know, and I, I feel like her books offer so much to the community, and just to have that, it, it to me, it's just you know, what I really like about her writing to me is that you really, you just make the, I mean, if it's a lesbian couple, you just, they just sound like a couple, and it's good to have. <laughs> It's good, you know, especially for people just coming out to just be able to read a book about someone like them. Um, 
you know, there's not a Fabio on the cover or, or anything like that. And, um, <laughs> I, could, I couldn't help that. Uh, and he dined on Thanksgiving with, with Donald Trump. Did you guys know that? Did he Fabio really? Dined. Yes. Fabio was hmm. at Mar-a-Lago, whatever that place is called in Florida. And um, it, it word got out that Fabio and, you know, a lot of D-list um, entertainers <laughs> were there. I think he was trying – maybe he was trying to get people for the – um, you know, inauguration. I don't know if Fabio was going to sing. I don't know, but uh, <laughs> yeah, I just uh, I totally went off uh, the subject there, but um, I don't know. That made me laugh. Um, so <laughs> tell uh, tell us a little bit, Rachel. I feel about... I feel like there there has to be a sorry. I feel like there has to be a I can't believe it's not butter spray. <laughs> joke somewhere <laughs> in there to do with Donald Trump and his hair or yeah. something. I just <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Right. I can't believe I can't believe he's our president. <laughs> More like it. Uh, um he's not my like president. A bad dream. I, I refuse. I will never call him my president ever. I don't I mean yeah, I voted I for I pizza. <laughs> <laughs> you voted for pizza, Brandon? That's a good choice. Yeah, look at my. Yeah, we have not a lot of great choices this year, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you know, I I personally feel like Hillary could have got it done, but you know, I know a lot of mm-hmm. people had had sure. problems there too, but um, you know, um, pizza over Donald Trump for sure um, would have been a winner. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a good time. All right. Well, uh, Rachel, let's get back to um, why I'm having you on the show. I don't maybe wasting your time, um, but um, I, I love your most recent novel that you wrote as Eliza. Um, and the name of that book is To Have Loved and Lost. And I want you to know, I it's a friend of mine who's totally straight, and but. She loves basketball, and and she's a good friend of mine. And I was telling her who was coming on the show today, and I'm like, you know what? I'm going to buy you this book. So I went on and bought it for her and sent it to her, um, because I I mean I think she I mean she was like it sounds great, you know. And she was excited to read it. I mean, um, you know, and I I think it you know well yes it is lesbian fiction if you want to put it in a category but i i think the story is um amazing it's so uplifting at the end you know and um i don't want to give anything away but um how did you how did you come to to actually write this book oh well you know it's kind of a funny story so um so like you said, I've been writing young adult uh, fiction for a couple of years, and it's been mainly, um, mainly I write science fiction. It's kind of a halfway in between science fiction and fantasy, I guess. It's a little bit, it's a little bit X-Men-ish, I guess, would be uh, mainly what I write. And, well, one thing that had happened was that uh, I kept, I kept ended up, I kept end up, writing gay characters 
into my young adult stuff. Um, and, it, you know, it, it made me, it, it made me uh, a little nervous because I knew a lot of, just from kind of looking at my readers' Facebook pages, I know a lot of them are super conservative. I know they kind of live in small town, kind of nowhere USA. A lot of them, not all of them. And I, I kind of was worrying I was going to alienate my, my reader base by continuously kind of bringing in these, these gay storylines. And then I had this kind of moment, like, seriously, Rachel, what is wrong with you? Like, you're, you're a gay woman who's been out for, you know, almost 20 years. Like, why are you putting yourself in a position where you feel like you have to be an apologist? Like, that's, that's kind of ridiculous. And so about the same time I was thinking about that, um, I was reading some uh, contemporary lesbian fiction that I, I just really, really liked. And so I started writing this piece just kind of as a creative challenge for myself is how it started. Um, and before I knew it, I, I mean, I wrote like 20,000 words in the first week. Um, oh, my working God. On this. I, it was almost like I couldn't write it fast enough. Um, and so, so yeah, it just sort of poured out of me. And um, and then, you know, I've, I've had a really positive reception, and I thought, huh, you know, maybe this is what I, I should have been doing all along. <laughs> so, so here I am. That, that's kind of how it came to be. It, I, I kind of knew that story already, but I think it's pretty amazing <laughs> that you just kind of came to that uh, realization in your life that, you know, what the hell am I doing? <laughs> you know, and um, right. I think it's, I think it's paid off. I mean, um, I'm not sure, you know, how sales or anything are going, but um, if people that are listening have not bought this book, go buy it. Um, I'm going to give a plug to that. And also give a plug. I think I should wait until it goes back up to regular price. <laughs> but you ha- it's on sale right now on Amazon for 99 cents. Ninety-nine cents. What a bargain! What a steal! <laughs> it is. It is, and, and I, did, I, I didn't even bad. I didn't even pay her to say that. No, you didn't. Um, <laughs> you know, and I'm like, I just want to buy this book for everyone I know. Um, cause yeah, that, you had I me mean, at X Men. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, how how in the world do you, you know, how can you sell a book for 99 cents? I think it's great, but um, mm-hmm. I well, definitely encourage you, people to do that. Part of the reason I put it put it up for 99 cents, and and I always like all along, I just thought, well, I'll just I'll just put it on 99 cents for a couple of months when it first goes out, and we'll see if anything happens. You know, we'll see if if anyone likes it. You know. And, um, I mean, I, I was just, I was super lo-fi with producing it. I mean, my other books, my young adult books, I mean, I invest a lot into hiring a professional cover designer and all that kind of stuff. And this one, I just, I did the cover myself with a free photo I found on Flickr <laughs> and, a, and a photo that I bought for like 15 bucks. Um, this is the cheapest cover I ever made. And, um, you know, and I, I just, I didn't really have any 
idea that it would take off, I just kind of threw it up there, just kind of like, eh, well, we'll see, see if anybody likes it. And, um, you know, I think it took maybe 10 days, and it was in the number one spot um, in, oh, like, wow. three different Amazon categories. Right, And I was right. just kind of like, nice. what is going on here? And um, it stayed at number one for, I don't know, a couple weeks, maybe about two weeks. And um, then, it, you know, it's since dropped back down, but it's still in the top five um, in all of its categories. So I, I just had no yeah, idea. Yeah, because it's been out since when? When did it come out? I can't I mean, uh, it's November the 3rd. November the okay, 3rd is when I, I hit right. publish. So, okay. You know, I, I, I guess the, the one sign I had, the one kind of omen I had, before I published it, that maybe it was going to be popular was was that my mom really liked it. <laughs> oh wow! I was because awesome. you know you know she she and my she and my dad they are big science fiction readers and um, so I always let them beta read my books for me and they're they're just um, they're really great that way. And, you know, I, and this one I was like, well, you know, Mom, I don't think that you're going to like this one. Um, it's a romance. And she's like, well, I like romance. And I'm like, well, Mom, it's, it's a lesbian romance. And she's like, oh, I don't care about that. That's fine. And I was like, but, Mom, it's, it's got sex scenes in it. And she was like, oh, Rachel, I've read books with sex scenes in them before. And I'm like, yeah, but, Mom, she's like, I read all the Fifty Shades of Grey books. I'm like, Mom, I didn't need to know that. Like, just stop uh, right. right there. And she's like, Well, I really like the character development in the books. I'm like, Mom, you don't read Fifty Shades of Grey for characters. But no, but they were really good. Like, they really developed as people. I'm like, Oh God. Like, <laughs> just, just. I'm reading uh, from the articles. Like, <laughs> so. So, you know, she she kind of begged and pleaded and insisted that she be allowed to, to read it anyway. And so, you know, I finally acquiesced and uh, sent her the book. And she wrote me a couple days later saying that she, she couldn't put it down. And she'd been traveling, seeing some other family of ours in Missouri at the time. And she said, I'm supposed to be spending time with so and so and so and so, but instead I'm I'm just reading your book. I can't stop you. Uh-huh. And I'm like, wow, okay. So that was not, you know, that wasn't what I expected. So I thought, huh, well, you know, if even my, you know, very straight, very mainstream mother um, can get into this, then hey, you know, maybe this book can actually do something. Maybe it can go somewhere. So anyway, that was. Uh, that was kind of the process of, of publishing that, yeah. And and for those of you listening, I just <laughs> tweeted out the link to where you can go and buy the book. Um, I hope people will get out there and buy it. It's uh, it's an excellent book. I mean, do you do you mind just kind of giving a? I mean, of course, we don't want to give away the story, but just you know, give a little bit about what you know what what they can expect in the story. Sure. Um, so the the story focuses around um, two protagonists, 
um, named Alex and Graham. And um, from the from kind of from the very first page, uh, we start to see. Well, we we start with Alex because the book flips back and forth between the of uh, the two of them as as point of view characters. And we start out with Alex, and um, kind of in the first paragraph, we figure out that she's a, a pretty messed up person. So she's a, a varsity basketball player um, for a, a made-up college uh, in the U.S. And um, she's showing up to a, a home game pretty much blitzed. She's drunk, and that's really not a good thing if you're the starting point guard for a basketball team. And we right. sort of get hints <laughs> that something not so good happens in her life um, and that she's traumatized from that. So we find out that her girlfriend died in a motorcycle accident when she was driving. Um, And then we meet Graham um, a couple of chapters later, and uh, so obviously a very messy person, and she lost uh, her boyfriend and a friend of theirs, uh, a mutual friend of theirs, also in an accident. Um, also when she was driving, except she was driving while drunk. So she was really responsible uh, pretty directly for their deaths. And so the story is just a, it's kind of, uh, it's a little bit gritty. It's a little bit dark, as you can kind of tell from the, from that, from that much. And um, it's just kind of about the two of them kind of finding their way through this grief process and coping with, what they're going through in some very unhealthy ways um, and then kind of gradually um, helping each other to, to start coping in, in, in more positive ways and, and kind of start to actually heal from what they've gone through. And that's, that's kind of a synopsis without giving too much of it away. I, that was an excellent synopsis. That's for sure. I cried <laughs> like a baby. Um, <laughs> reading it 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 was um i saw a lot of myself in uh in graham and i don't know a lot of stuff that just kind of pulled at my heartstrings during um i and i think that i think i said that to you the first time i contacted you about coming on show and um i mean i've never finished a book and gone out to find how to contact this author like within 10 minutes of finishing the book, I'm like, I've got to have her on the show. I mean, that's, that <laughs> is how good, that is how good you are. I mean, I really, I really want to emphasize that to people listening today that um, it, it's so brilliantly written, written. And, um, you know, while I plan on reading the YA series that you, um, you know, that you have, um, you know, this is my first book I've ever read by you, and you know, I was just, you know, turned on to this incredible uh, new writer, and um, you know, I can't say enough good things about you to, um, you know, to to You're get our to get people there, following Tracy. you. I'm sorry, I don't mean to, but <laughs> it's true. No, You're, it's, you're it's okay. really. And I'm very picky about my writers. I mean, I mean, most, I mean, I, I'm, I'm not, 
I don't delve out praise like that often. And I, I think you are you just an excellent writer. Um, for sure. Thanks. I can't um, wait to read it now. <laughs> I know you need you need to go get it uh, for the whopping ninety nine cents. Um, <laughs> but how how have the sales been on this book? Um, pretty crazy, <laughs> pretty pretty amazingly crazy. Um, yeah, it's just uh, I guess probably from being really up there in the Amazon charts, it's just, um, it's kind of, it's kind of been a little bit viral, uh, almost without me really having to do anything to promote it. And, um, and I, I just, I know the difference because, you know, with my young adult stuff, I just, uh, you know, I hustle and I, I hustle and I push and I, I try to get noticed, but, um, my books, they kind of, not quite invisible, but not really very visible either. Um, so, you know, those books, um, you know, have been out for a couple of years, and I, I probably, I, I don't know, I haven't looked at it exactly, but I would probably guess that um, sales-wise, uh, this one book has made more in two months than my other five in two years. Oh, Wow. I, I don't nice. know if that's true or not, but it probably is, or it's probably close to um, close to having done better. So that's that's great. But I mean, you know, for me, I I mean, because I started writing a few years ago, um, principally as a way to to kind of supplement my income, um, and also just because I wanted to pick writing back up, and um, you know, I, and. You know, a little bit, a little extra money on the side has been great, but now I actually, from this book, like, I'm going to just end up getting a lot of money away, I think, because <laughs> it's, it's actually a little bit more than I, more than I really need. I, I don't know, my, my mother always says it's gauche to talk about money in public, so uh, that's all I'll say about it, but, but definitely I'm going to be able to give, uh, to some charities, I think, in, in 2017, and that makes me really happy. So, Yeah, and I yeah. definitely, I wasn't trying to get you to talk about, you know, money-wise, but I, but that's the thing that I love about you, too, is that you have such a giving heart. It's amazing. Um, and that, that was one of the, you know, first things when I, when we spoke the first time on the um on the phone, you know, you, you could tell that, I mean, you, you didn't, you know, you weren't looking to become, you know, loaded. I mean, you, you were a person of, you know, that, you know, you, you're, you're not like what I say. You know, I say I, I work so I can be an activist and, and pay for that kind of stuff and donate to, um, you know, those causes that are really important to me. Um, and, you know, I mean, obviously I put money away. I'm, I'm, I put money away for savings, retirement, that type of thing. But, you know, it, how much is enough? You know, it's kind of what I say. Mm-hmm. And, and I love the fact that you, you use this to, um, you know, to give to others, um, and I mean that's saying 
I mean, you you just don't find people like that, <laughs> especially you know in the writing world. And I I think that um, is definitely um, you know something that's pretty darn amazing about you. Um, is your head getting big now that I'm blowing it up? <laughs> trying to trying to keep it to a uh, to a reasonable size. So yeah, I mean I. I don't know. I just think, you know, before, before I came on the show, you asked me um, about 2017 and, and what did I want to, right. to do for right. 2017, not just, as a, not just as a writer, but as a person, as a human. And, you know, I just, um, I, I feel like, you know, we're, we're in this environment right now, um, definitely in the United States, but I really think within the, within the world, honestly, um, that every little positive action counts and, um, mm-hmm. you know, whatever we can do individually to, to pay it forward, whether it is through social activism and these sort of bigger gestures or just small little acts of kindness, really, um, I, I think every little bit is, is really needed very badly right now. And, um, you know, from, from my side, it's like the more I can do to to just to just to give in different ways, not just giving money, but just giving in whatever way I can. I just feel like that that's just really important right now. Um, and you know, for as far as writing goes, I mean, I I feel like I started writing contemporary lesbian fiction just kind of in a, as an experiment as a. I, I, I don't know, like a creative game. Um, but now I feel like, well, um, you know, this is a this is a time where um, you know, queer representation, positive queer representation, just so important. And um, it's kind of changed why I'm writing and and what I hope to uh, I don't know what I hope to be able to give back through writing um, versus just. I don't know, writing for myself or something like that. So, you know, it's changed. It's just changed. I think November the eighth changed everything for me, at least, um, and I think it probably oh, did God. for a lot of people. Yeah, sure, so, sure, <laughs> sorry. sure. Sorry, I did. I didn't yeah, mean to Brand, mention Doomsday. Like, oh crap. <laughs> right. Um, I, I, yeah. I think that was the majority, especially in our community. Um, right. But so, I mean, so many, so many different. Communities are going to be impacted, and um, you know we've we've got to come together as as one big community. I mean, I've always said if all mm-hmm. the minorities came together as one big majority, we could change the world, and it, it needs to happen. I think yeah. it definitely needs and to happen. And have one hell of a party too. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. What's that, Brandon? I didn't hear you. Oh, and have what did one you hell say, of a Brandon? party too? One hell of a party. Oh. <laughs> Absolutely. Especially when the throw yep. when you throw us gays in there, we know how to throw a party. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> and we would be a good political party. Um yeah, I um you know what you know, what what are your concerns about two thousand seventeen? What do you um, hope that are going to happen. And same to you, Brandon. I'm going to throw. I'm going to throw that in for both of you, Rachel. If you want to go first. Sure. Um, 
to 2017, you know, um, I follow a I follow a blog by a guy named uh, Chuck Windig who um, he writes a blog called Terrible Minds, and um, he's a, a science fiction writer mainly. And uh, he he pointed out on his blog a few posts ago that you know everybody's talking about you know oh 2016 such a terrible year can't wait for 2017 but. But he pointed out, you know, 2016 really kind of marked a sea change for our world. It was the beginning of something, um, and we we shouldn't think it was the end of something. Um, and I, I thought that was uh, a powerful a powerful point um, to make is that if we're not careful, 2017 will will be a, a repeat of 2016 and maybe worse. And I think um, for me, I just feel like, you know, my my main job just as a as a human being is to uh, improve improve my own mind, improve my heart, um, and to try to help other people do the same. And and really, in reality, that doesn't change from 2016 to 2017. It's more just that it's it's more important than it ever was before. Um, so I don't know that that's kind of not a very clear answer. It's a little bit wishy-washy, but um, not so concrete. But but for me, I mean, that's um, just continuing on the, the same track that I am to to try to contribute as much positivity to this world as I can. You know, in 2017, understanding that um, the stakes are only getting higher, um, and and having that sort of urgency in mind. Um, so I guess that's my that's my look that's kind of my contemplation ahead into 2017. Hey, John, I totally feel you on that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I know for me that I um I echo what Rachel said about the world right now needs a lot of love. Um ever since before the election, the whole year leading up to the election, you saw a lot of people's um, true colors come out and you heard a lot of voices from a lot of different groups. And for me, a lot of people in my life, I didn't know even were that political at all. That Those just weren't conversations that we have. But again, I've seen a lot of people speak up, you know, it is what it is now. And as a gay man, I'm doing my best every day to try to show a little more kindness, even if that means just, buying the person's coffee behind me in line, you know, Starbucks, just little things. And they do come mm-hmm. back. And little little efforts do um, count, like Rachel was saying. Absolutely. And, um, you know, 2000, 2016 was just another year, like 2017 will be, and we can't blame it for crappy, shitty things that have happened. But, you know, the best we can do is do what we're good at and, you know, be positive, go forward. And, you know, maybe a positive thing to take away from what's happened is that I feel as a minority, our groups, our community is a lot stronger, and we're definitely working to make um, make sure that equality is forefront and our voices are heard. So I'm going to try to be a little optimistic and positive in 2017 and roll with it because okay. let me tell you, it's it, – 
it absolutely takes a lot more energy to be upset, as I found out <laughs> after the election, than, you know, yeah. putting on a smile and walking out the door, you know, and just having a good day. So here's a 2017. Woo-hoo. <laughs> yeah, um, I, it's so funny that you say that about, you know, buying someone coffee. And I, I mean, I, I don't normally tout this and I'm not trying to say, Oh, I'm so great. But um, that is such a fun thing to do, especially if there's a drive through mm-hmm. and, and you uh-huh. grab the person's drink behind you. I mean, it's such a simple gesture, you know, it, it's so sad. I go to Starbucks so much that the baristas know my name and they're like, you just don't understand how, how excited, um, you know, they get when, when you do that and it's caused other people to do it. And and I know there were people doing it Mm -hmm. before me. I mean, that's not a, that's a, that's a given. I mean, people are going to kind of, you know, we'll, we'll tend to do what's been done to them, I guess you could say, but, Mm -hmm. um, yeah. It, you well, know, don't get me wrong. I'm not. Go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, I'm not buying no one's $5 coffee. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> no, <laughs> but, yeah. Little gestures are always nice, no matter what they may be. <laughs> yeah. I uh, I made the mistake once of saying um, that I there were two police officers behind me, and and most know my views on uh, the police in our city and some recent things that have happened to me, but um, no, I haven't been arrested. Don't, don't worry. Um, (laughs) But um, I bought these two police officers. I said, I want to get their order, but they also had ordered food. And I, and I was like, Oh crap! <laughs> it was like it's like a twenty dollar order, and I'm like, well, I'm gonna learn my lesson. But oh, <laughs> not only was it, you know, I wanted to do something for them. I wanted, I, I wanted to do something that got me past, um, I don't know, my um, poor view that that I have about our city's police and. And I, you know, mm-hmm. not that it did that necessarily, but just I don't know. It was like it's easy to do something, you know, for someone you may like, but you know, a stranger or someone, especially that you don't like, it it, it can be hard. And um, mm-hmm. that that was something I had to do. I don't know. Weird, that's I know. That's great. But, um, yeah, you no, know, that's great, um, and you're right. Yeah, I mean, it was very hard for me to do, and it was just kind of like, it was as if the um, the world was saying, ha, 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 we're going to get you back, and uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, we're gonna know, give you I, I was thinking about this, uh, I was thinking about this recently, because I, I just, I just came home um, to D.C. from uh, from very rural Missouri, which is where um, a lot of my family lives on my, my dad's side of the family. And, um, you know, I mean, it's just, it's so, it's so different. It's so different from the life that I lead that it, it's just like, I, sometimes I can't even wrap my mind around it, you know, in a, a place yeah. where, um, you know, you've got these small little rural towns with, population of mm-hmm. 500 or 700 and um 
you know, my my relatives, I mean, they must look at me like I'm an alien. And I have to admit, I try to pretend like they're aliens too. And so I was thinking a lot about this. I was just thinking about your buying the coffee for the police, Tracy. It's like, how do you even start that dialogue when you're coming from such different places um, and, and, and the divisions run so deep and so emotional? is how do you even open that conversation? But I, I feel like um, like what you did is, is like an example of, of the way it's going to happen is like respecting each other as people uh, first and foremost, mm-hmm. you know, in, in order to that was, start that, that conversation. <laughs> yeah. 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 Sorry, mm-hmm. that would be waxing that. poetic. <laughs> no, <laughs> I mean, I... Um... You know, I but I mean I agree with both of you that that you know we've we've got to we've got to show so much more love and um and it's you know for me anyway it's really hard to love you know someone who's similar to me but um, maybe <laughs> someone who who does not have the same beliefs or. Uh, whatever about them that, that I do, um, that can be a little harder. <laughs> it's tough. So, it is. Yeah, it's tough. It's, it's tough, easier but I, said I than done. Like some, yeah, it's definitely easier said than done. And at the same, at the same time, it's like, I don't know if somebody has to be the grown up and go first. And I don't, right. I feel like if we keep, we keep waiting for everybody else to, to go first, we wait for other people to change we wait for other people to show kindness, like we're going to be waiting a long time <laughs> and, you know, nothing, nothing will change from, from that point right. of view. So. It might as well be I us. don't know. I don't know. It, yeah. it, it might as well be us making that change. And, um, you know, that's, that's my wish going into 2017 for myself that I can, that I can be that person who, um, you know, sets an example, um, encourages others to do the same. And, you know, I have a feeling both of you are the same. And, mm-hmm. you know, having that, uh, having that same type of mindset. Because um, of, <laughs> I mean, I'm really not a Debbie Downer, but, um <laughs> You know, as bad as 2016 was, 2017 is, I don't know, I'm not feeling so good about it. Well, you know, being realistic is never a Debbie Downer move. It's just realizing what is and how to handle that and how you will handle it, I guess. So I wouldn't say Debbie Downer, but I know what you mean, though. Yeah, I agree. And if people ever wanted to be activists, we need you more than ever. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it, it takes it. It just takes you know having your heart and mind in the right place. You don't have to you know you, you don't have to be you know a Martin Luther King Jr. or a Mega Evers or a Harvey Milk. I mean you don't. <laughs> You know, um, which those set you know fine examples, but you know we just need some some people to come forward with good 
hearts and souls and, um, you know, because we're going to need it this year. <laughs> we are definitely going to need it. Um, <laughs> so, well but, said. uh, oh, thanks. You guys too. Um, you know, I just, I, I think that, um, We've got to go into 2017 with the right mindset and, you know, um, try to have a positive mindset mindset going in. But, um, you know, but we also have to know, we also have to think realistically of who's going into office, um, who's going to be running all Mm -hmm. three, um, you know, levels of government and, um, and and they aren't in favors of you know, in favor of minorities. Um, nope. You know we're gonna have to we're gonna have to fight for one another. That's for yep. sure. I think that's right. Yeah. Absolutely. So, um, I do want to tell listeners right now. I just put it out on Twitter. The first three people that email me at the Tracy Fort Show at gmail.com, I will send you a Kindle copy of the book we were just talking about. I like to give things out oh, of the cool. show. So, um, <laughs> you're so Oprah. <laughs> I know, and you're a winner, and you get a car. You get a book. You get a book. <laughs> I'm sorry, I cannot give out cars. I I do give out um, other fun things. I think books are uh, awesome. So, um, so the first three people that uh, email in, let me know, and uh, we'll we'll get you out there. And um, I'm going to send. I will send them to you. But you gotta have a Kindle hey, or the Kindle app. Yeah, hey. <laughs> While we're on the topic of giveaways, <laughs> uh, can I just mention the the Facebook party I was telling you about yes, uh, before the yes. show? That was gonna be my so, last um, topic. Let's talk about it. Oh, okay. Um, well, the uh, so I've put together. I've been working on on pulling together a, a Facebook party um, for January the eighth, which is not this Sunday, but next Sunday. Um, and so that'll be uh, myself plus nine other authors of uh, lesbian fiction of all different types. So there's, you know, romance writers. There's uh, one lady who writes uh, gothic mystery uh, with all, like, lesbian cast. Um, and there's some people who do sci-fi. There's some people who do mystery and crime. Um, but they all have, you know... Uh, queer women at the forefront. So that is going to be from 1 o'clock until 11 o'clock Eastern Standard Time, um, January 8th on Facebook. And um, the giveaways made me think about it because altogether between the 10 of us, I would say we're going to give away, I don't know, a lot of books. (laughs) Give away a lot of books (laughs) and uh, a lot of Amazon gift cards and, and stuff like that. And I think it'll be I think it'll be a lot of fun, actually. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. So I definitely invite people to, to check that out if they are readers. Sounds cool. 
Yeah, and what's the what's the um, Facebook page for that? Or how can how can people find? So the, yeah, the I was thinking about that. The Facebook page itself is sort of weird and long and has a lot of numbers in it. Um, but the um, <laughs> the easiest way to get to it is uh, if you go to my website to my blog. So my my website is. Um, uh, I just blanked on my own website. My my website is uh, author um, elizaandrews.com. dot com, um, mm-hmm. and I'm looking that up because I'm having a sudden doubt about my own website. Um, I know it's it's so, like you don't call your you don't call yourself on your own phone, right? I mean, you know, right. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Um, hold on, let me just let me just check. I think that's right. Yeah, it's. So it's authorelizaandrews.com, and so if people go to that and then go to my blog, um, it should be the first blog post up there, and it's got a link to the to the Facebook page, and it's also got bios uh, to all the other authors, and links to their to their work and their pages. So, yeah, and there's some people on there who um, who I'm just really excited to have and glad they're participating. Um, and definitely stuff that's on my own reading list uh, between some of these ladies. So I think that'll be really cool and a lot of fun. And I'm hoping to help you get someone, possibly. We can't say now who that is, but... (laughs) (laughs) Top secret. (laughs) It is top secret. It's, a, it's an awesome group of individuals, um, for sure. Um, so that'll be a lot of fun. I'm putting on my calendar now, so I don't forget. <laughs> and what time will awesome. what time will you be on? I definitely want to catch. I'll you be on here, from. But... Yeah, I'll be on from seven to eight in the evening. So all the um, the way it works is all the different authors post one hour. Um, and then during that hour, they will, like, give away copies of their books. They do different games and contests and quizzes and, you know, just stuff like that. And, um, you know, just get people to interact and get people to talk and, and have fun together. So that's the idea. So, so yeah, so that's my hour is 7 to 8. It's going to be fun. I definitely encourage yeah, I'm gonna people to check it out. Yeah. Um, who are some of? Do you mind giving some of the authors? Sure. Um, gosh, let me see. Uh, so one of them is uh, Isabella. So she's a. Um, that's she only goes by Isabella, and she is a Golden Crown Literary Society uh, award winner. So that's pretty cool. Um, wow. Lily Hammond. Um, Lily Hammond, who wrote the book uh, Alice and Jean, which is a historical romance um and that that's done really well uh in the in the amazon charts i know um let's see who else there's annette uh maury there is uh ann hagen she writes a lot of mystery stuff there's um allison solomon who writes um kind of suspense and thrillers um there's uh, another historical fiction writer, uh, Vanda, who's a uh, she's also an award-winning playwright, um, and so she's got a book called Juliana, which focuses on like um, lesbian life in New York City in the 1940s. So I think that's kind of mm-hmm. interesting um, 
to me. I, I've read some Sarah Waters books that I, I really enjoy, and, and it sounds like it's kind of in the same vein. Um, who else is in there? Um, I'm going to feel bad if I can't remember everybody and fail to plug someone. Well, that kind of puts you on the spot. It's really okay. <laughs> well, that, that's the list that I can I can name right off the top of my head. Um, but there's there's others on there as well. And between between all ten of us, I mean, I I would guess there's probably fifty or sixty that we've all written. I mean, for me, I'm actually <laughs> I'm actually totally the new kid on the block. Um, because you know I've this I've only got the one novel out uh, in this genre. Um, right, and uh, so I'm definitely I'm definitely the noob for sure between everybody. So everybody else has more work out than I do. So yeah, that's that's gonna be a be a fun uh, fun time. I I'm definitely gonna try to yeah. um, make as much as I can because shoot, I love free books. Yeah, and <laughs> I mean that's, that's right. The great thing about it being Facebook, right, is, you know, you can just check in and check out, like, kind of throughout the day. It's not like you have to be there for the, the whole shish kebab, so, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I would love to learn, you know, more ab- about these, um, you know, because some, I mean, some of the ones I, I had not heard of, so it's always nice getting introduced to um you know, to new, yeah, to, to new writers, and um, definitely look forward to that for sure. So, uh, yeah. as we're closing, um, give everybody again the best you know, ways to reach you. If you want to give out your, you know, your Twitter um, websites again, uh, any other sure. social media you're on, um, I encourage everyone to, um, you know, take a look. Yeah, so um, so we just covered my, my website that I couldn't remember. So that's authorelizaandrews.com, uh, and that, that's specifically just for um, the lesbian fiction that I'm writing. Uh, so the, the book, To Have Loved and Lost, there, that's on there. And then also the, the new book. So I, I don't, we didn't mention this, but I'm, I'm currently working on kind of, it's a little bit of a spinoff from the first book um, featuring um, the the character Annika, who is uh, Alex's good friend on the basketball team. Um, for, so for people oh. who read the book, they might remember her. Yes. Yeah, so I'm, I'm working on that. I'm about halfway through with that. It's, it's a totally different book. Um, and she's turning out, she's harder to write than I thought she was because um, she has a tendency to sort of wander when she talks. Yeah, I guess. But so, so uh, it, it's a very it's a very different book. It's you know to have loved and lost is um, you know focused on these kids during their their college years. So they're really they're quite young. They're in their early twenties in that book, and and this is many years later. So Annika's almost forty, and uh, she's kind of going through a bit of a midlife crisis, and she has to go home to small town Ohio, and it kind of goes from there. Um, so that's that's what I'm working on now. So people can read about that on the site. And then, um, yeah, as far as social media goes, I'm probably most active right now on Instagram, um, just because I kind of like to take pictures. <laughs> so, um, so that is 
um, let's see, Instagram.com slash R.A. Marshall uh, with two L's dot writer. Um, so that's my Instagram account, my Twitter account, which I basically never use. I'm sorry to say that. Um, but I do retweet free books. So there's that. Um, so Twitter is R.A. Marshall 78. Um, and then uh, the, um, yeah, I'm not that active on Facebook either, but people are, if anyone wants to friend me, I'm happy to be friends with anybody. Um, and then my YA are under, the website is ninja, <laughs> ninja-writer.com uh, um, is for my, my YA stuff. But that's that's it. That's the whole gamut. Perfect. I will be following you now on uh, Instagram. That will be much Me fun. too. Okay. <laughs> I love Instagram. All right. Yeah, it's a real thing. Well, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, thank you so much for coming on. It, it was, you know, such a pleasure. And and listeners, I'll be I'll be running the. Um, giveaway until all three books are given away. So, um, you know, you you have time to um, email me uh, and just say, you know, you're writing about the free giveaway. Um, the Tracy Fort Show at gmail dot com. Um, and thank you so much for for coming on and. Um, I have a feeling we will have you on more, and I sure hope so. Um, you know, I, I would love to maybe do a uh, maybe that Friday before the um, Sunday Facebook party. We could, you know, have you and our another author maybe, you know, just come on and promote it, and um, you know, well, get, get people sure. excited about it. Yeah. Sure. Um, so now I've I'm I've put that I'm going on Facebook. So that means I'm really going <laughs> if I if it's I official. respond on Facebook. It's official. Awesome. I, I agree. <laughs> well, I, I wish you continued right. um success and we'll we'll talk more about you guys coming on and promoting um that that event in two weeks. And um we're gonna take a quick break right now. Thank you again for coming on. Well, thank um you. Thank you. Yeah, congratulations and, uh, on your book. Yeah. And um, we're going to take a quick break um, because we need more music. And who doesn't need more music? <laughs> and I also need more water. <laughs> so um, Brandon and I will be back with you. And uh, we'll just, I think we're going to be talking about um, a little bit of everything. How does that sound? Why not? <laughs> I'm right. game if you're game. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gay if you're gay. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice. <laughs> All right. I know. That was really silly. All right. We're going to take a break, and um, I'll be back with Brandon um, here in a few minutes. Thanks, guys. Thank you. I'm
Enjoyed your quick little break. <laughs> Definitely uh, I, need I some had, water too. Yeah, and I, I had to play the uh, amazing David Bowie, um, which is uh, another, um, you know, bisexual man. That um, what can you say about his music? Um, just right. un- unbelievable and. Um, that was probably when I when I look at musicians that we have lost this year, and there's been so many. Um, that was the mm-hmm. biggest one for me. Um, and mm-hmm. then, I mean, but then I think on oh god, George Michael, Prince, you know, so many others that it's it's hard to say, and, and it's not something that you want to rank. But David Bowie hit me. Sure, that hit the hardest. 
um, I, I think. And But I thought that was a good song to play, you know, um, what we were talking about earlier about, you know, you being the change that that we see in the world and, you know, just just by stepping up and, um, you know, been, and doing those little, you know, acts of random kindness and stepping up mm-hmm. and stand up against, um, you know, some of the awful things that I'm afraid we're going to see introduced in 2017. Um, you know, we we can be heroes, and I'm not trying to be cheesy Heck when yeah. I say that. I I think um, I think that um, I think that's real important. You know that um, we remember the words to that song, remember what it means, remember what we can um, do for one another out there. Um, you know, mm-hmm. uh, especially in this coming up year, it's it's going to be interesting. So. Um, oh my gosh, it's right around the corner too. <laughs> I know. I'm. I'm. You know, I mean, I know people were excited about the Electoral College and, you know, I don't ever want to take people's hope away, but, you know, I mean, I had said on the shows, you know, I had said on the shows, just guys, don't, don't put too much into it. It's it's just going to be, it's just going to be another heartbreak, I'm afraid, you know, we already experienced November 8th and then having that come along and, you know, people are throwing – I mean, yes, there are ways that he could still, you know, not be president, but um, – mm-hmm. Yeah, I I hope that uh, – I hope that people, um, you know, will, will fight, and um, I think they will. Right. I think they will. Yeah. I hope that people and, and, stay motivated to. Oh, sorry. <laughs> no, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, okay. Um, I was just gonna say that I hope people stay motivated and you know, stay interested in their government, their state politics. Um, mm. you know, just stay aware, stay vigilant. Don't lose the fire because the race is technically over and done. Um. There's so much more to do all the time. There's so many causes, so many, so much to be fired up about. So I guess I would just wanted to say I hope people don't, you know, lose that motivation they have right now to create a positive change in the world they want to live in. Right, right. We we need more and more of you. Um, you know, this show will continue. Um you know, we will all continue to you know, fight like hell for for one another, and um, you know, I hope that mm-hmm. um, you know people, you know, pe- people will get behind that, and um, you know, just know that you can, you can impact change. You know, you don't have to be speaking to a group of a hundred thousand people. I mean. Just the little things that you do, and by showing up, just by showing up, I mean you can, you mm-hmm. you, you can do so much, and um, you know I, I hope I, I hope that um, if if anything that has happened during this election is that people have come together, and I 
I truly believe that we will start seeing, um, you know, more positive change. Um, you know, we we definitely were we definitely were not expecting what happened in <laughs> um, in in our, uh, November, uh, but you know, it, it, it happened. Um, we we have you know. We we have to know that you know now comes the you know, the really hard part of um, making sure that we um, affect positive change and um, when we you know like we've said you you can do that in so many ways um, so and even your show what's that. Your show is um, even a great resource. You know, you speak to so many people that can relate to what we've been talking about, and I think um, it's great that you have this platform. And, you know, I see your Twitter followers tweet you, and they seem so involved, and they care, and they believe in you. And so I just want to thank you for having your program and doing all that you do um, because, yeah, we need more people like you, and you make a difference. So um, I guess just thank you for being another voice out there for everybody. Well, thank you. That is that is very kind of you. Um, you know, I it's just weird how I started the show because I'm I I am not a professional, as people can probably tell. But um, you know, I, I me neither. I really, I really wanted to um, do something to get the word out, and um, when the state that I live in and my home state both. I guess the final breaking point when I look back, you know, of, of our first year uh, as a show, um, mm-hmm. you know, I I remember what 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 really got me started was you know these um, quote unquote religious freedom bills, you know, that basically would give states the right to uh, discriminate against LGBTQ mm-hmm. people. And um, and and something had to be done. Something had to stop. And um, I don't know how this show has caught on. I, I it just has. And we've we have been so <laughs> fortunate. Um, we we have amazing listeners and followers on Twitter. I can't say enough good mm-hmm. things about them. Um, they're they're amazing and um, and smart you too. Know, but, yeah. Oh God, they're smart. Oh my God. I mean, I, sometimes I feel, sometimes I feel so small compared to when when people start, you know, conversations. I'm like, wow, I didn't think of it like that, you know. And um, yeah. And 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 the way in the way that they push me and challenge me and. Um, you know they they're amazing and they've made this show what it is and i mean mm-hmm. we went from having maybe 50 listeners to you know we're averaging 150 to 200,000 live listeners with about another 100,000 on wow crazy town right i mean that is that's so it, awesome congratulations <laughs> Thank you. Um, you know, and, and we do, I mean, the majority of our show is done as Tracy and Craig, but I wanted to do something mm-hmm. for our community. Um, 
and 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 calling it the Rainbow Connection. It was my shout out to Kermit the Frog. And, uh, <laughs> we Love probably it. will not keep that name because I can't think of a good name right now. But for now, <laughs> we're gonna call it that because it's it's funny. I mean, I'm, I don't care if people make fun it of works. it. I mean, I, I make fun of it. It works, but um, <laughs> I, I was. I was going to let that start, start being the opening song when I'm like, people would kill me. <laughs> they, would, they, would, they would stop listening right then and there. Um, you know, some people just don't have, don't have the Muppet love, but, you know, whatever. <laughs> What's up with that? What are the Muppets I know, for right? anyone? <laughs> I know. Team Miss Piggy here. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. So let's talk about you a little bit, Brandon. What's been going on with you? Okay. You um with we've, me. we've got season seven. Uh season seven mm-hmm. starting up soon with Portlandia, right? Yes, January fifth on IFC. Mm-hmm. So ready. So ready. Me me too. I have no idea what order my episode will be in, but um It'll be another eco terrorist skit as I've done in the past. And yes. um <laughs> I know I'm so excited. We didn't do it for season six. I'm not sure why. I'm definitely not cool like that to know. Um but yeah, it was really cool to come back for season seven and then I believe there may be another season. Um I'm hoping to be a part of that as well. It's been a lot of fun working with them. A real honor actually. <laughs> Fantastic. It's it's such a great show, and I mean, if people that aren't watching it, I I mean, I I think you do have to have a sarcastic sense of humor. <laughs> Is that a nice way mm-hmm. to put it? Um, you know, definitely. And, I mean, I I tell so many people about it that I mean, I just can't even explain the show. I mean, it, you just have to watch it. It's um. I mean, all the characters that, I mean, oh, my God. And, and your your character right. is hilarious, especially when you do the eco-terrorist. Oh, sea um, World was, I, it, not just because you were in it, but it was absolutely one of my <laughs> favorites. Um, can, can you I tell us a little one. bit about that? I mean, you can give a little tidbit of, like, what – what it was about, but tell us about making that particular episode because there were some awesome, you know, guests that you guys had in that one. Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! Total one that I, loved, I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> that was so surreal. I have been a fan of hers since I was uh, a teenager, and Olivia Wilde too. She's fantastic. Um, and oh, then yeah. Jeff Goldblum. Jurassic Park, hello. I mean, and then his catalog yeah. of <laughs> film goes on. Um, well, I believe there was a documentary that came out prior to filming about, um, oh gosh, I'm going to say it wrong. Don't tweet me horrible things. Um, Blackfish or it was about. Yeah, I think I think that's a, the name of it. I Because I, I've I seen could, it, yeah. Yeah, and I'm not sure what the inspiration was. Um, That's all the creator's marvelous um, work. But, um, yeah, we just wanted to – they wanted to make a little spoof on SeaWorld because there's a lot of um, inhumane things going on 
SeaWorld. And so uh, they like to poke fun at anything that's serious and make it funny and tangible to the audience. And we <laughs> we filmed in Portland. I know that in the show we're supposed to be in San Diego, but bummer, sorry, spoiler. <laughs> and, and it is um, Blackfish. I just looked it up. So you didn't do anything oh, wrong. Oh, thank goodness. Woo! Perfect. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, my goodness. Um, but, yeah, no, it was just, um, it was, I think, a three-day shoot, um, my longest shoot with them um, in a row, and it was it was wonderful. Everyone was so nice to me. They treated me like I was just as cool as they were, which was so and out you of are. this world. Um, oh, you're full of it, but thank you. Um, I'm just a really lucky guy <laughs> that got a really cool opportunity, and, um, you know, I been acting and doing musical stuff, writing since I was a kid and plays and, you know, to have this be like something so, so big early in my career. um, I'm just grateful because I know I have a long way to go and I have a lot of stripes to earn. I don't think that I'm famous. I don't think that I'm anything more than Brandon Huddleston. I'm just really grateful. So, um, yeah, that episode was my favorite to shoot. Um, actually, season seven was pretty rad, too. I'm really looking forward to you guys seeing what we did. It's uh, They just keep getting better and better. They're great writers. They're smart. I mean, Fred's done SNL. Carrie um, with Slater Kinney, and she's a writer, too. Her um, book, um, check it out if you can. It's really ever, smart. Oh, yeah, no, they're the real deal, and I remember – because I'm, I'm 31, so I remember when MTV A played music and B played right. their music, and then everyone else, it was, again, it was just so surreal to meet them and work with them and all the wonderful guest stars I got to work with. And, yeah, it was just a blast making SeaWorld and everything else. Yeah, that that has to be one of my uh, favorites. I don't even know if I can I, – if I had to pick a favorite Portlandia, it would have to be <laughs> when um, – Carrie goes on the date with the guy with the Eddie Vedder tattoo. <laughs> you remember that one? And then and then she goes on a date with Eddie Vedder, and he has an Ani DeFranco tattoo. Do you remember this one? I do it's, vaguely. Yes. It's so damn funny. That, that I mean, there's so many that are good. The Sea World one was funny. Um, Battlestar Galactica. <laughs> Galactica. Oh, I love that. Um, I love that one. It's so real. Who's not been there screaming on the phone, like binge watching a television show? I just binge watched SVU (laughs) the past few days. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah, it's pretty, pretty funny. Um, Very funny show. And what, what is it like being around Carrie and Fred? I mean, because they are, are they as funny as they seem in person? I mean, they just, same, I, I feel like I would be laughing the whole time around them. Um, yeah, no, they're great. I'm, I'm really happy to say that what you see is what you get, and that is genuine, mm-hmm. authentic people. And I'm not blowing smoke up anyone's ass because I don't have to. Um, they're great. Um, Fred, he, he's very personable. Um, Carrie, very friendly. I, I'm, <laughs> I was totally convinced for probably – Every season I've done up until this last one, season seven we filmed, I was totally convinced they hated me, thought I was weird because 
I don't know. I'm a regular person. I do normal things like we all do. I'm not used to hanging out with A-list celebrities and people that I've been admiring for years, you know. So uh, sure. I clam up a little bit and get quiet sometimes, and um, they'll always make conversations. So I was always worried they thought I was like a weirdo or just rude. I'm like, no, no, I'm starstruck. This is not my everyday life. But um, <laughs> something cool. Something cool I can share, just to a testament to their authenticity, was uh, um, one story I had is Fred and I were um, filming season five, the Dead Pets episode, which has a little bit of equal oh, terrorist themes. Yeah, the taxidermy shop, and then the weirdos yeah. are also in it, which I love that skit. Um, but yeah, we were shooting, we were waiting to take our mark, and him and I were just shooting the shit. And I just casually mentioned that my little sister loves him and was a fan. And he's like, oh, well, you know, when you, you know, after we're done shooting, get your phone and, you know, I'll give her a call. And I was like, what? What? (laughs) And, you know, I have my, and I, I always have my trusty chicken bag on me and I happen to keep my phone in the bag. So I was like, ta-da. And no joke. He literally writes it in there. Um, Called my sister. He, He's like, Marla? And she's like, yeah, that's her name. And she's like, yeah? He goes, hey, it's Fred Armisen. And she, like, shit her pants. My grandma was there to witness it. Well, she didn't really, but you know what I mean. (laughs) (laughs) She was screaming. She was excited. And, you know, that he didn't have to do that. He offered. And, again, he just, him and Carrier, they're they're good people. Everyone, like, I feel actually kind of spoiled that my, again, my first experience with this um, and the crew is great. The director, um, Jonathan Crystal, who's been so lovely too. Everyone has just been so nice to where, you know, I'm afraid to do anything else now because what if everyone else is mean? But <laughs> that's life. Um, yeah, they just, they're just all great. Everyone gets along well. I love the makeup girls and um, costume. They're always so sweet and put me in the craziest shit, and I love it. And um, oh my god, you do wear yeah. some crazy ass clothes. <laughs> I have literally, I have literally I been told it. in person that is, I do too. But it's funny, like um, I've been told in person and even online when people have reached out that, wow, I see your online pictures of what you look like, and then your costume, you look so different. I never would have thought. <laughs> you know, you I really was like, yeah, it's, it's funny. It's it's cool though. I mean. Shoot, when I was in middle school, I played Jacob Marley from A Christmas Carol, and I was caked up in makeup, chains, you name it. I was dirty and ready to roll. (laughs) So whatever (laughs) it takes. (laughs) Yeah, you definitely, um, you know, um, you can tell you guys have fun on that show. That's for sure. Um, Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. It's all authentic. I mean, um, season seven was my favorite to film because I was confident. Um, I owned the experience. I was myself, and I felt like we got along really well. Um, I saw them at the wrap party once they finished filming, and they were great and nice as ever. And, you know, it's just I've been very fortunate to have such a wonderful ride with them. Um, I'll never forget it, no matter what happens next. So um, just very grateful. This was my big puddle of luck so far or so early in the game. <laughs> That's great. Okay, as a uh, as a bisexual woman and we have 
queer, bi, and lesbians, I know uh, listening, you got to tell me what was it like to work with Natasha? Oh, my God. Um, <laughs> my gosh. Again, like I said, it was surreal. I, You know, look, look at what she's done, and then Orange is the New Black um, was just becoming – it was new and becoming really big when she filmed the SeaWorld episode. So um, the thing about me is I'm, I'm an extra. I'm not, you know, that's technically what I am. So I've never really gotten the script ahead of time until this last season we filmed. I kind of got a little peek to know like what the scene was going to be and just kind of like how to nod, (laughs) you know, um, with what's happening. And so, uh, how do you say? Um, so, yeah, I've never really got a script before. I Every time you see me in anything, I'm literally, when they say action, I'm rolling with it, and that's what I know is what I see them do, and I try to play along. So <laughs> I try to do my best. So I didn't know she was going to be there. Um, I didn't know oh, Olivia Wilde was going to be there. I didn't. I never know anything. So basically they're like, boom, Olivia Wilde's back. And I was like, hey, girl, what's up? And, you know, we talked about recipes and shots of shit. She's cool as hell. Um, and then, uh, anyway, yeah, Natasha, they were like, okay, we're setting up for this scene, get Natasha, and I was like, what? And, um, <laughs> she was really, she was really funny, and, like, in my experience, whether it's being a concert goer, the Portlandia, or anything, um, famous people are pretty short. I'm tall, I'm six foot, and she was just, um, yeah, she's little. cute, she is very little, um, they all are really little um, in the best way. Like, you know, they're all in shape and um, I'm just really tall, but um, no, she was very nice. Uh, Once we finished filming the scene that we all were in at the ticket counter, um, I mustered up a little bit of courage to say, Hey, can I get a picture? And she was all cool. And Fred's like, well, let me take it. You know, you don't have to selfie it. And you know, she, anytime I saw her on set afterwards, she was always polite. Um, very sweet. And then actually something I don't think that made it into the SeaWorld episode, but I've seen pictures on the internet, so I know it's somewhere maybe. Um, there is a scene where the eco-terrorists are plotting their plot for SeaWorld in their headquarters, and I am only in a towel. And um, I'm sitting next to Olivia Wilde in just a towel. So um, think about that for a minute. I yeah. I found out about... I overheard maybe like a day before, like, oh, get the towel ready for tomorrow. And I'm like, for who? <laughs> so um, I went to bed hungry that night. And then the next day, um, <laughs> uh, I put the towel on, walked out in front of everyone, and they were just super cool. And, um, yeah, just just incredibly nice and supportive. And, again, surreal. I'm in a, you know, a bath towel in front of these wonderful, talented people who I admire. So, yeah, I just, it was surreal. And especially Natasha, it was just like, hey, what's up? You know, yep, my nipples are cold. Oh my <laughs> you know, <laughs> totally. No big deal. Yeah, I'm just, I'm sitting next to Olivia Wilde, all like, you know, these men's dream girl, no big deal. <laughs> yeah, gee, whoo. I would get a little nervous in a towel beside her. Um, I was sweating the whole time. That's kind of like, I tried to make conversation, and she's always very friendly to me. She's, you know, she gives hugs. She's she's a real down-to-earth person. I have, I'm not surprised at all that her or any of those people are successful because, actually, in my experience, some of the unpleasant people, which you'll meet in any kind of 
any kind of work field, you know, oh, there sure. exist. Yeah. Um, yeah. Were some of the people trust that were me, on my level me, just, had one just extras? <laughs> <laughs> I had a horrible no one that yeah, no names, but a lot of people love this person and I just wanna say if you only knew. <laughs> but, but, but go ahead, please. <laughs> oh no, issue. no. Gosh, I want I wanna talk about that. Um what was I saying? I tell, um, I'll I'll tell you I'll tell you off uh off air. <laughs> oh perfect, perfect. I'm so into it. Perfect. <laughs> Um, uh, yeah, and, uh, oh yeah, no, I was just, I was totally sweaty and nervous, just how you could probably expect yourself to be, um, Jeff Goldblum, though, he caught me by surprise, because I heard he was going to be there, and I was like, what the, you know, and then I was in the, uh, what is it, the trailer, just waiting until they needed me next for something, and then, who walks through the doorway but Jeff Goldblum, and he's like six foot a million, he's a very tall gentleman, and oh, yeah. um, I just remember looking, I was so starstruck, I couldn't even get up to stand up to shake his hand, but he shook my hand, and he's like, what's your name? And I was like, Brandon. He goes, Brandon. I'm like, Huddleston. And he's like, Brandon Huddleston. Hmm. He, um, <laughs> he, he was just cool and funny, and like, just watching him was just a thrill, because he was so, he had like, he, he was just in character, he was reciting lines. A lot of stuff they do is off the cuff. So, you know, right. a, a lot of what you see, like, m- may not be in the script, you know. Sometimes it is. But, uh, yeah, no, he was just brilliant. Super nice, super funny. You sounded so cute just then. Brandon. <laughs> My name is Brandon. <laughs> like a little kid. I, like <laughs> I would have been the same totally. way, though. I'll- Oh my gosh, yeah. I mean, if it, I couldn't even imagine meeting somebody that like, you know, um, like of course I admire them and love all of them, and I'm a big fan. I always have been, but you know, we all have those one people that like, whether it's a musician, an author, an actor, whatever. There's that one person that if you ever met them, you would just melt and tell them your life story and how much they've helped you through life, and you love them and. I could even imagine if it would have been someone like that for me, which I don't know. I don't know if I ever want to meet my person. So I, I don't want to be disappointed. <laughs> See, I I tell people because I have met one of my favorite. Well, they're not so my favorite anymore. Um, just through the show, and then, <laughs> you know, I've I've done music reviews for a long time, so I'll just say it was in the music world and. I had that opportunity, and it was awful. I was just like, "You are such a bitch," <laughs> and oh my I gosh, was, I for, was forever changed in how I feel about their music now. Really, so, I really? always tell people, you really Aww. don't want to meet that number. The number one person that you would always want to meet, don't meet them. Right. Don't meet them. And that's it's kind of. It's kind of sad because, you know, these people matter, but at the end of the day, you know, don't crush the dream. <laughs> right. I'm sorry that and, happened but, to you. you know, it's like I also tell people, you're just as important as they are. I mean, don't let them. Oh, I mean, sure. I wasn't going to let this individual speak to me, you know, like a bitch. <laughs> I was like, no. Hell no. You know, <laughs> it was just kind of one of, 
it was one of those things that I mean, I hurriedly got out of that interview. I mean, I couldn't, I couldn't get out of it <laughs> enough. Um, because it, it wasn't oh my gosh. when I was writing, and I was like, yeah, I'm so done with you already. But of course, I didn't I, write that in the article, but I wanted to. I wanted people to know what a good person was. <laughs> mm-hmm. Right, you just want to. Uh, yeah, the people only knew sometimes, like the people they idolize, because you know at the end of the right. day we're all real people doing real stuff. Like, um, you know, and you're right, no one's better than anybody just because of social right. class status. You know, whatever. <laughs> right, and but you know, I mean, like you said, um, you know, there are some amazing people out there too that. Are, are just down to earth and um, and Clea mm-hmm. Duvall was I I've been watching her since you know back when she did this did like <laughs> Little Witches and all you know the uh. the faculty I mean you know when she when and and oh, she wow. is is as nice as she seems um, so that really? that kind of um, that you know, doing that interview and everything. Um, another person that I've just met recently. Well, we've Skype and hoping to we're hoping to do some things together. Is uh, I don't know if you if you don't watch the show, you may know her from other shows. Those uh, Monica Ramon from uh, Chicago Fire. Um, oh, the one with is so. Yeah. I was nervous. I was like, oh man, you know what do I wear to Skype with her? <laughs> and then she, you know, she comes on, she's in jeans and a t-shirt and a, and a baseball cap. And like, well, number one, I was like, how do you make that look so good? And then number two, I'm like, okay, <laughs> I didn't need to dress up, but, um, but yeah, I mean, there's some, there's some real people <laughs> out there that, you know, you, you don't have to, you know, just don't meet that mm-hmm. one person. Just, just, do yourself a favor, people. You really don't. I, I guarantee you nine times out of ten. And I, I know a lot of people who are like, yeah, I'm at, you know, so-and-so, and it was a horrific experience. And I'm like, well, that sucks. <laughs> you know? and, um, and then I had my run-in, and I was like, Way. I didn't want you to be a bitch. Well, that's hmm, so many more clues. Um, <laughs> I when, know, uh, right? The woman. It's like, hmm, where do we go with that? All right, woman. Where we go with <laughs> uh, that? <laughs> what I what I have found um, in my little short experience, even like from drama club days uh, in high school, even some of the like most pretentious people. Um, or people just like me who don't have that, you know, that credibility that a Fred Armisen or Carrie Brownstein has, you know, um, you would expect those kind sure. of people to be, you know, a certain way probably, but it's actually the people that are just like me trying to climb up the ladder um, that are the nasty ones. I mean, uh, right. I had, uh, I had another extra, I think the first episode I ever filmed with them um, told me that I only got picked because I had blonde hair at the time. And I was like, oh, okay. That's how we're going to play it. <laughs> and so, um, I don't know. I wish they did in that line of work, 
extras and, <laughs> you know, just such a regular folk would be supportive. Um, I don't know. Um, she, I don't know. She did that one episode. I don't know because I've noticed like they have a lot of repeats. I'm definitely not it. I've, um, actually I've made some great friends out of a lot of repeat characters like Angel Deshay. Um, she's a great friend. Yeah. And then Jedediah Aker, Mr. Portman pretty much, you know, uh, you know, and then Chico, who is um, the lovely, charming gentleman from Battlestar Galactica. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> like the guy who's like, why are all these white people in my house? I think the line is something. It's just hysterical. Mm-hmm. He's just, yeah, he was a There's great. a lot of repeat people. Um, yeah, actually, I met and them in that L.A. That's you, that, that you're, you know, such a repeat. Um, I mean, I think people know when people talk about, you know, some of the funny characters, I mean, they know who you are, you know, I mean, you, Oh, well, I'm flattered you, know, you say besides that. Besides, of course, you. the two I'm major a... characters. Oh, sure. But... And let's not get it twisted. We all, we all know like that's their show and I respect that. Oh yeah. I'm, I'm just, I'm just excited to have a little part in it and, you know, it has been such a wonderful experience and then be so wonderful, you know, uh, but yeah, it's definitely, those are the stars of this show and they do a great job. Um, I really get a kick out of when Carrie dresses up like Justin Long. She's too cute, you know, like oh God. she's adorable when she <laughs> dresses up Justin. like him. I kind of have a crush on her. <laughs> yeah, good. I saw um, one, I, I think it's from the first episode of the new season where she's dressed as a man again about the uh, men who go in and um, are pissed off that they're gingerbread people. And not ginger, <laughs> ginger men, ginger man, yeah. and, and oh my god, yeah. that that just looks it, it. It was perfect for for both of them. I think they set up a like a booth outside the bakery, you know, claiming their claiming their you know um, man's rights and. Um, yeah, but I, I love. I mean, almost every episode, there's going to be at least one skit that that. While they may be making fun of it, they're going to be bringing um, attention to, you know, ridiculous things that happen in our country, and uh, it's a different way oh, sure. of, of looking at it, and view, you know how you how you view it. And that's why I think it's such an important show, um, too, besides the fact it's just Absolutely. hilarious. I mean. Um, totally. And something you said, um, if I can try to explain it, um, it's not like a straightforward, like, ha-ha comedy show, like maybe Family Guy, which is it's very obvious humor, those kind of shows, or like a modern family like Portlandia. Dare I say there's a air of sophistication almost with the humor because they're being thoughtful in what they're talking about. And it goes over a lot of people's heads, which is totally normal in there in the beginning too. But if you're paying attention and if you're in tune with the world and just if you live in Portland, <laughs> I mean you just you're right. like, that's you get the nail it. on the head. And it's funny because yeah. you would think living in Portland it would be like, you know, this um, you would think that a lot more people would have, I don't, not respect because people do respect it, but you would think that it would get a little more praise in Portland for representing the city um, than it has. 
Um, but, you know, there's a lot of things happening in the city right now, and, you know, it's fun to point fingers, right? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. But, um, yeah. so, I mean, does the city as a whole respect it or no? I mean, what would you say? And if that will get you in trouble, don't oh. say anything. Oh, well, you know, you know, I people I know love it, and if you talk to people about it, um, it's a pretty positive response. Um, but there's always that one drunk asshole in a bar that's like, fuck this show, and it's like, do you even know what you're fucking right now? <laughs> okay, fine. Um, pay for drinks. Uh, so <laughs> um, <laughs> overall, yeah, absolutely. This show definitely is – people love it in Portland, and – um, but, again, there's always going to be people that have an opinion. And, you know, sometimes it just comes down to, I don't know, there's a lot happening again in Portland. And, again, pointing fingers in the TV show that says Portlandia, about Portland, Oregon, like, you know, um, why not? Let's blame them for stuff. But um, oh, yeah. I'm happy to say overall people love this show. And, you know, if anyone sees Fred and Carrie on the streets, it's like, you know, just, hey, how's it going? You know, it's really friendly. And I have friends who work at restaurants who are, you know, said, oh, yes, you came in and they were so nice. Um, so, yeah, they've got a, I'd say, a good reputation. They've, they've earned it and, you know, good. they definitely do. Very good. Yeah. I mean, they, you know, it. Just you know, the the few people that I know in the biz always have good things to say uh, about them, the show. Um, so I I think it's I, you know I I think it's great. I mean, it makes me want to move to Portland. Um, I think my wife and I. Hey, everyone else. Portland. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I you know if if we wouldn't be so far away from family, I mean, I could see me retiring there in a heartbeat. Um, Oh sure, you know, sure. Um, it's a awesome city, and um, yeah, you know, and, you know, knowing what I know about and you, you live and there yourself, where you're from. So it's a, hey, what's you that? got a friend in me. <laughs> you got a friend yeah, in me. Yes, <laughs> I do. <laughs> um, That's the. So I, we were going to talk. Uh, we're not going to have long to talk about that, but um, we had talked about some of the. Um, I mean, some of them are celebrity, and some of these people, um, you know, were the people that I think of anyway were, um, you know, humanitarians. And, um, you know, we, mm-hmm. it, 2016 was just, took a, took a lot away from us. Um, and it sure it, did. in a, in a big way, um, you know, yeah. I, the, like I, said, <laughs> I know, but I mean, we lost Bowie ten days into 2016, and um, <laughs> ten days, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh shit, you know what? I, I just, <laughs> okay, I, I couldn't, I couldn't believe when you know, um, and now, now when you see that video that he cut just days before he died, it just I can't even watch it. It it just it's so heart wrenching to me. Um, you know some mm-hmm. some other musicians. Uh, I mean, there's so many musicians, but um, 
I'm not, if I start talking about each one of them, I'll talk for five minutes. So I would say some <laughs> that that I felt like you know, um, if for me and and my musical tastes that were important to me, um, Glenn Fry, Morris White of Earth, Wind and Fire, um, mm-hmm. <laughs> Vanity. You know, I'm a child of the <laughs> '80s now, and I love Prince. And uh, oh, hey. Vanity died. Um, then, of course, Prince. Um, Sir George Martin, who's often known as the Fifth Beetle. Um, mm, yeah. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to. I'm going through my. I had written down. Uh, I mean, Merle Haggard. Uh, and then Prince was after that. Um, I'm just doing musicians right now. Um, was did Lou did Lou Reed pass away this year or was it last year? Lou Reed was last year. Oh gosh, I'm so too. I think it was towards the end of last year. I'm pretty sure. Um, Pete Fountain. A lot of people may not know, but he kind of he was one of the big founders of jazz music in New Orleans. And um, mm-hmm. if you're from that area, you know who Pete Fountain is. And um, mm-hmm. I'm just kind of touching on a, a lot of different um, genres, and you know Pete Burns from Dead or Alive. Um, maybe not as big as as some of these people, but uh, Leon. Oh, Russell, hey, we all love you. Spin me around. <laughs> yeah, of course. How many times have we danced it out in a gay bar? Um, no, gosh, right. <laughs> And 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 then we kind of ended the year with George Michael dying in the musicians um, column. I mean, who who are some that um, you know that stick out to you? That and 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 I didn't mention. I mean, we can mention anybody we want, but I mean, there were so many, yeah. so many people that were important. Probably the the biggest loss for me, um, I, w- I would have to say, was Harper Lee. Um, yeah, she won the Pulitzer Prize uh, for the novel To Kill mm-hmm. a Mockingbird. It's my favorite right, book. Right. It's my favorite movie. I mean, she was a badass in her day, standing up, um, you know, and writing that book, um, you know, in in a time where it wasn't cool to write that kind of book. Um, you know, we lost the right. <laughs> this year. Um, you know, I don't. I didn't always agree with her politics, but I did appreciate that she came around and um, towards the end of her life was, um, you know, doing a lot to um, talk about stem cell research because it's needed. And, um, you know, um, we, uh, gosh, I mean, there's so many people, Gary Shanling, um, Patty Duke, um, Doris Roberts, um, Muhammad Ali. I mean, what can you say about him? Not to sound like an awful person, but some of these names I totally spaced. Yeah, I did pass away this year, and they were really great people. Oh my gosh! The great, the 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 great hockey player, one of the best of all times. And another one that got me was uh, Pat Summit passing away at the University of Tennessee Women's. Coach from 1974 mm-hmm. to 2012, the most winning 
winningest NCAA coach ever, male or female. Um, you know, we we all saw her story unfold rather quickly, um, dealing with Alzheimer's, and um, she mm-hmm. she was one of the best, one of the best, and um, that was someone I got to meet in person who was amazing. And mm-hmm. uh, oh, um, that's good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, Eli Whistle, the Weisel, I mean, Jew, the Jewish writer and political ad, ad, advocate, I can't talk, um, <laughs> Holocaust, Holocaust survivor and Nobel laureate. If you haven't read anything, um, I encourage you, I encourage you to do that. Um, yeah, yeah. Gary Marshall, you know, he brought mm, us yeah. so much uh, between TV and movies. Um, Absolutely. Trying to Gene Wilder. I can't read. I mean, oh, there's like God, over 400 right. people on this list. Yeah. But, um, Where have I been Arnold this Palmer. year, guys? Uh, oh. Wow. Janet Reno. Um, that was one badass oh. woman. And another that, that one was, that yeah. was Gwen Eiffel. Um. You know the journalist that was on PBS NewsHour, Washington Week. Um, she died at uh-huh. sixty-one and didn't look sixty-one, but she, um, you uh, know, so young. Stupid, stupid cancer. Yeah. Um, Fidel Castro um, passed away this year. John Glenn, Alan Thicke, Oh, it's I know, and, we're, and then, um, and and then the last two that I mean, Carrie Fisher, and then the next day, her mom, Debbie Reynolds. Um, uh, yeah, I, unreal. I I feel so unreal. much for her brother, and and Debbie's son. I mean, he's having to deal with this by himself. It's, uh, not that he right. was, he was still married to their mom, but you know, Eddie Fisher passed away. I think it was in 2010, and um, mm-hmm. you know, I'm I'm sure he feels a uh, a need to really make sure you know people remember and and you know have a send off worthy. <laughs> um, I have a feeling, mm-hmm. you know, things that I've read about Carrie that she's going to have one hell of a send off. Um, yeah, she had actually will, written stuff I, in books about what she wanted done at her funeral. <laughs> like, if she really made oh, really? that, it's going to be wild. Yeah. Uh, I forgot about Alan Rickman. I mean, if I if I keep talking, there it's going to be. Oh, that's right, Harry Potter. I, mean, I should know that. A Vigoda. Who are the ones that stood out to you, and why? And it can be the same ones. I I just wanted to kind of make sure we touched on. Um, you know, some yeah. of them anyway. Well, wow. Well, as I've kind of confessed on an accident, I have had a busy year, I guess, because I forgot about half of these people. Whoops. But they're great. Um, actually, now that you mention it, someone who stood out to me the most actually was Prince. And I'll tell you why. I wasn't a yeah. huge fan of his music, sure. I mean, I like his stuff, Little Red Corvette, you know, all kinds of fun songs, you know. But... After he passed away, seeing 
the aftermath, people's emotions, reading things online, actually learning more about him. Um, he was a yeah. pretty important guy. And, you know, yeah. he, he was doing things at a time, like, he he was doing things at a time that just, it wasn't that time yet. You know, he was very androgynous and sexual uh-huh. in his music. And, you know, he, as far as I knew, was a heterosexual male. He always had these hot girls around him all the time. Um, just learning about him and, you know, listening to his music, like, actually listening, um, it made me miss him, and it made me sad that I didn't, you know, take a greater interest in him sooner. And I'm sure we could say that about a lot of people. Uh, David Bowie, Black Star, you know, that album. Um, so I'd probably just say Prince One of everything I learned. One, if not the best albums of the year. And it's not just because he passed away. It it, it was some of his greatest work, Um and yes, sadly, yes. I don't think it's getting the attention it deserves because no, it didn't you know, get a Grammy nomination you know how for album of the year. Musician. You have to tour and you have to promote, and um, mm-hmm. obviously that can't be done. And um, you know, well, I, I would definitely call that my the best CD of uh, best album, whatever you listen um, mm-hmm. was 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 that by by David Bowie for sure. Yeah, no, it was great. It was kind of eerie how everything unfolded, you know. Oh, it was almost man. like he made that album knowing what was going to happen, you know. It was mm-hmm. crazy. Yeah, it's yeah. like Ugh. he, I mean, he knew, it's like he knew what was about to happen. And it was just kind of his very fitting goodbye and um hmm. yeah, I like how you put that very fitting it, it, you, so, David. You, I mean you, you could you could tell that that really you know was behind uh i mean I feel like it, it was was kind of behind the whole um project is you know was was just kind of you know leaving leaving an amazing gift um Mm-hmm. To to the Policy. you know the earth and um, any others that stick out to you? We've got about three. Oh minutes. goodness! Um, well, uh, George Michael was definitely sad because well he was only fifty three. Like he had so much more left to do, I and know. he made such an impact in music um, for gay rights. For um, he was just. And I hate to say it again, it's almost like you don't realize how important these people are instrumental in um, in your life and right. in society and moving it forward until after they pass away. It's like, why can't we appreciate people while they're here? Um, it's kind of like Carrie Fisher. I'm seeing people post things online who I know personally never heard them once mention Carrie Fisher, but suddenly she's the most amazing thing since sliced bread, apparently. And I'm not taking that away from her. It's just... Why can't oh, no. we show people the kind of love and, you know, you know, a, a claim they deserve while they're here? And that goes for people in your personal life, friends, right. family, mom and dad, you know, everybody, you know. Um, so, you um, know, I, I, I think not Rogue One, but, you know, the one that came out before that um, really showed oh, wow. a different generation of who she was and why she was so important to that show, why she was so important to women, um, 
And, mm-hmm. you know, not that she ever went away, but that was a real resurgence for her. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, so I'm happy. I, I mean, I'm happy that she got that one in, even though, I mean, I and I highly recommend um, I've read all her books and she's, Oh, she's amazing. She's her, her books are freaking hilarious. And, you know, and, that's and what I hear. Get, you know, um, she, she's been in so many things, you know, when Harry met Sally. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, oh, and really? I, yeah. Yeah. Um, um, no, my, my best friend keeps telling me I need to read postcards from the edge. And then there's also yeah. a movie, she said. Yeah, yeah. apparently I'm so, in, I'm so far behind. I'm, I'm cool, guys. <laughs> yeah, you should definitely read that. And, and, then, and then watch, watch the movie. Um, mm-hmm. Well, it was so awesome Absolutely. having you on. I hope we're going to make this a, uh, you know, a, a, a thing that you come on and guest host um, when you can. Sure. I know you're a busy guy. Um, and I, oh, I hope no. a great end of the year and um, a great start to Thank the new you. year. And uh, I appreciate you coming on. Yeah, thank you. It was an honor, and thanks to everyone listening. And I'm happy to be here as long as you'll have me. Um, yeah, happy oh, 2017, absolutely. Tracy. Okay. Thanks a lot. Uh, thank you so much. I appreciate it. <laughs> okay. Bye, Brandon. Thanks for listening today. Um, what an amazing show. We we had two amazing guests. Um, and we'll see you in the new year. We will be back better than ever. Thanks.